Hello, this is Nancy Miller with My Creative Life, and today I am interviewing Ryan Bird, who is a character animator, and he has spoken with my students before, and he's a wonderful guest speaker. He's worked professionally for very many, many years, and um, I'm so grateful to have him here today and here to talk with us and about some questions about what it's like being a creative in that industry and field. So uh, thank you, Ryan, for coming on board and talking with us. Yeah. So um, I wanted to share with some of my listeners, um, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, <clears throat> I've, I've been in the... Uh, like you said, I've been a character animator in, in this industry for almost 22 years now. Uh, this July will be 22 years, and it's gone by really fast. And I don't feel like I've been in this industry that long, but I guess I have. Um, and I, I started off as a, as a CG modeler at a company called Viewpoint and um, uh, worked for several companies in between there and, and you know, uh, Somewhere in between, I, I realized that I liked animating more than anything else, and so I, I adapted that, and, or adapted to that, and, and here I am now. Awesome. Well, can you tell us, because I know you told us, uh, well, told my students, actually, in class a little bit about what inspired you to kind of get into that field um, originally? Yeah, um... You know, as a little kid, I, I always knew I wanted to be a cartoonist, and I knew I always wanted to, you know, be able to work on, you know, the either, you know, cartoon, you know, it's cartoony figures, I guess, uh, cartoony characters, and and I remember as a as a kid, you know, we would get these assignments in our class to draw environments, and I'd always add characters to it, or I, you know, we'd get we'd have to draw a ball, and I'd draw a face on it, or, and so, um, you know, I early on my parents realized that, that that's what I was very passionate about and so um, as I got older and as I was getting close to graduating high school again I knew I wanted to do it but I didn't know how I was going to and and I, I wasn't excited about traditional uh, cell animation or 2d animation I wanted to do something that I, I, I like drawing but I didn't want to draw the same thing over and over and over again and so I actually ended up you know, trying to find, you know, I was like, oh man, I wish there was a way that I could create this character and somehow make it a puppet so that I could move it around. And, and, uh, uh, when I got home from my, uh, LDS mission, I, um, saw the movie Toy Story and I was like, oh, oh, that's it. That's what I want to do. And I knew that was it. And, um, I, from that point on, I was just scrambling to find some place that did it, and luckily I found a place in Utah, again, it was the company I started out called Viewpoint, and uh, they were looking for people to help them with the, the movie that they were working on, which was called Ants. Um, it was the, the second feature-length uh, movie, I mean, just right right behind Bugs, or right in front of Bugs Life, just barely got, got in there, and, and but they were looking for people to help with that. And so I just, I, I think I tormented them for six months until they finally hired me. And, uh, you know, that's, that's what got me going. That's awesome. So I guess going back to those early memories, do you remember, like, specifically the first time you really made art and you just kind of really enjoyed it and you just was like, what age were you at? What were you oh. drawing? 
Um, I don't. I don't remember. I. I. I know that my parents were. They've been very supportive, and so they. Um, again, they probably gave me a piece of paper and a pencil one day, and I just went to town, and um, they they just kept encouraging that, and so I don't remember exactly how old I was, um, but I remember. I mean, almost my since I can remember my first memories, I can remember drawing. So it was something that I always loved. That's awesome. Yeah, I think um, when I talk to other artists, they usually can't remember when they started. They've almost always been doing it as some kind of yeah. just habit. I don't know. It's just that, that I don't know, that personal satisfaction you get when you just, like, you know, that progress. And you're like, because I still have, I remember growing up, having this supportive family, which really helps in the art fields. But I yeah. still have drawings. I don't know. Do you have drawings from when you were, like, a little kid? I still have some sketchbooks. I do, I do. Um, I was lucky that my mom saved all of them, and when I moved, you know, when I got married and moved out, she gave them to me, and uh, I still have them to this day. I, I look at them and I think, wow, I, I had quite the imagination back then. <laughs> yeah, and you've come so far, you know, to imagine <laughs> where you are now. <laughs> so um, my next question is, um, what, I guess, besides the... 3D modeling and uh, well actually I guess both ways I guess in the 3D character designs that you do um, yeah. and animations is there a particular favorite I guess with that a favorite software you use or favorite type of because um, I'm trying to think of how I relate because I put favorite type of art that you like to create but you mentioned the 3D modeling so I guess would it be more software for you or is it starting out maybe i mean do you still prefer drawing every once in a while i guess uh, yeah actually you know that that is funny i i have a lot of favorites and it's usually the one that i'm doing at the time um i i will say though that that 3d art and animation is has to be my favorite it's it's what i uh you know it's what i do for a living that's what i do for a hobby but, you know, some every now and then I'll be drawing or sketching and be like, oh, this is my favorite thing. And why don't I do this? I'm going to do this every day. And, you know, I don't for like ever. And, and then or sculpting or, or uh, you know, just all these different things. But but yeah, when it comes down to it, uh, the 3D animation is the best. And, and my favorite, or at least the software that I use is, is Maya um, and in Photoshop and and uh, I've been learning a little bit of ZBrush. I'm trying to get better at that. But but for the most part, I'm a you know, I, I use Maya pretty much exclusively right now. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I um, had my students um, listen to an interview with, um, he works for League of Le Legends, Riot Games, um, his last name's Orvitz, and he talks about <laughs> using ZBrush, and he said he hated doing the 3D modeling software like Maya, but once he got ZBrush, he was like all over it. And he yeah. said, and I... <laughs> And I, um, the interview was like, I'd say it was over an hour long, and I think the kids really enjoyed it. Wow, yeah, it's it it it's got a lot of cool features. I, I started using it when it first came out, and I, I primarily used it for for texture mapping and creating bump maps and displacement maps and stuff like that. And so I didn't really use it for modeling, but over the years I've seen just some amazing things, and it seems like it's so much easier than what I'm doing. I. I'm moving pixels and points by, you know, by hand. So I'm like, wait a second, you did that in like an hour? What? Like, no, I, I want to learn how to do that. So I am trying to, to pick it up, but um, 
it's it's a slow process right now because you know time busy family all that yeah, stuff of course I just think that's so great that at a very young age that you kind of innovated and you were like willing to take that risk I feel like when I was younger I was so about being keeping things safe like since doing 3d modeling with my students and we're just using blender I'm like I would have changed my major in college. I would have done computer art, the same things that you talk about with animation. I yeah. don't really like 2D, but with the 3D, I was like, I had to build, I just built it once, I moved my camera, I get all these yeah. angles, and the kids love that about it. I think yeah. they see, the and even with us not maybe knowing as much about the texturing pro process in Blender, because I feel like we could push it even more, I go like the possibilities with this is just amazing if I, I could spend yeah. more time doing it over and over again. Oh, I absolutely agree. In fact, one of the things that really drew me into the 3D world was um, the, the possibilities. And, and it's funny, too, because, you know, you look at really, you know, if you've got the imagination, a pencil and paper should be able to, to give you unlimited possibilities. But for me, pencil and paper was always very much 2D. And... Um, it, it, it just it was limited for me and that, and that's my own you know imagination so but as soon as I got into the 3d world and was realizing I can create worlds and I can yes. I can do all of this stuff and, and it's just unlimited it was it was it was a game changer for me and that's I just fell in love with it and, and uh, I haven't turned back that's awesome because we were doing some simulations in blender and like the kids were doing uh, one of my students he was doing water coming out of like a pipe or something and it, it just like blows my mind i'm like so where does the water go does it stop can i i how far can we like it's just like stuff like that kind of weirds me out and then it's like when we changed the grid and we were like let's see how far this goes and we're like wow you know this it just really blows your mind and yeah. i just was uh i just back then i just didn't know about this stuff i mean i had met a couple kids um in the computer art major but i had no idea what they were doing i was like computers what and yeah. i really wish i'd paid attention because now i i know that my personality and how i like to learn things this is the way i would go and i've encouraged yeah. some of my kids to like this is just the beginning. Do you know where you could go? I like mention you all the time in class. I go like, look at Ryan Bird, where he came from, and look at where he's now. I even mentioned he's got a new job. The kids were like, that's so cool. So they all complimented <laughs> you about getting a new job and they and everything. Um, but yeah, I just was like, you really could be the next Ryan Bird. You could be the next Quinn John. You could be, the, you know. I think. Yeah. Well. Yes. <laughs> Oh, I was gonna say that um, I don't know if they want to be me, but <laughs> that's. <laughs> they, you're, they really were. They were very impressed. I mean, both you and Quinn Johnson, and uh, but yeah, I, I think yeah. they think it's a possibility, and because I think when I was just saying it, you know, when it, they were like, "Oh, she's just a teacher," she says that all the time to kids, and I was like, "No, I mean, I mean, really mean this." I think with technology, like there are drawbacks to technology in some ways, but I tell my kids every day. With the technology we have today, Blender is free. The playing level has been like leveled. I think yeah. back in the day, you might have had to be like, oh, I've got to save up all this money for a computer. Computers have reasonably dropped in 20 years, the cost. Yeah. And like getting software that is open source now, I go, guys, all of this information is right there. And when we can't find something or I don't know it, 
some of my boys, they just go look online and they're doing the research. They're doing the work and they are really passionate about it and where they're going. And I go like, man, I want to be there in five years. I would love to be there in six years. Where are you going to be? What are you going to be yeah. doing? So. See, I think that's really cool that, that, that you're that teacher. You know, you are the teacher that that I had, like, that was very rare for me. And, and, and uh, you know, I... I look back at my school years and, and I think about all of the teachers that, that, that told me that being an artist was impossible and this, or I'm sorry, making money off of being an artist was impossible. And I had those few that, that were like, you know what, you're going to do this. And they made, they made a huge difference. And, you know, I remember after I'd gotten into the field and, you know, my first job, I was working on movies and I was, you know, I was like, this is great. And I remember talking I'm going back to my old high school and, and uh, doing a presentation for my art teacher, wow. who, who was amazing. Her name was Mrs. Burdick, and she wow. was just awesome. She supported me. She made sure that I was had what I needed and what wanted to, to, to be success, successful. And um, anyway, she I just remember her saying, oh, man, you know, you made it. You did it. You know? <laughs> I was like, well, you know, it's thanks to people like you and so i'm it's cool that you're that teacher you know you're they're gonna look back and they're gonna be like okay they make it they're gonna look and say okay that was because of miss mrs miller she's the one that got us there (laughs) i don't know i think they like the crazy lady who talks about where they could go and things like that and i think sometimes they get so caught up because they're like well i need to go work I, i tell them you know it is great to have that idea of going and go work at you know, KFCs or go work at McDonald's or whatever. Yeah. But I, I tell them, is there any way you could build in that time? Because that can lead to money later down the road. And even now I look at what's available to these kids. Like I'm looking into Unity and like you can push an app out to the Google Play Store for $25. Mm-hmm. I, I tell my kids like you could be taking your work and putting it on a practical level, making money. Or you build something, model it and put it in the Unity Asset Store and start yeah, selling yeah. it. I said, there's lots of people out there. And I was surprised that I find people that, you know, you just run into, you're like, I like coding, but I don't like, I don't know how to make the 3D models. I said, you know, yeah. and even in my classroom, I see like, you've got a few that like to code. Most of them like to 3D model. I said, have you thought about getting together and making your own? Why can't, why couldn't you do it? Yeah. Why couldn't you make a game studio? who's stopping you i mean i'm like i'll let you do it in class you can work on it i mean honestly you know i would be so impressed and i am impressed when i see them and they'll they'll kind of skirt my lesson and i was like but that's really cool i love that you did that it wasn't really my project but you made the lesson better because and i said you can do that every day with your life and people will appreciate that people will spend money on something they they're still they value art they value these things that are even though it's 3D, it's a, a computer file, but there's artistry in that. Yeah, yeah. See, that's that again. That's that's super cool that you're doing that. You know, it's it's one of those things. I, I like that you said that you're. You know, you can do this in class. You know, I, I'll I'll you know I'm sure you'll you, you know I'll give you the grade as long as you're working on it. And that's what my teacher did. I remember the first. I think it was the first week that I was in her class. She uh, she had us draw some. It was some shading assignments like here's a ball and here's a cone and you know here's a cylinder draw it and shade it 
And and like I said, I like to draw faces on all my stuff. So I drew a face on it. I looked at it. She looked at it, and I thought she was going to get mad because most most of them did. They're like, "That's not the assignment." <laughs> and she looked at it. And she goes, "She goes, you you kind of you kind of want to do your own thing, don't you? You know, you've got yeah. your own you know thing going." And I'm like, "Yeah." And she goes, "I'll tell you what, you you do this, and you know, as long as you're producing art every day, I'll I'll give you your A, and that's all you need to do." And it was cool because you know. I, I, again, I was drawing cartoons, but she yeah. introduced me to things like, hey, why don't you try drawing your cartoons in abstract style? And how about how about you try to, to draw your cartoon in, in, in paint? And actually, that's what got me into painting at, oh, at that time. I, I wasn't going to try it. And she's like, well, just try it. See what happens. And I was like, oh, man, I like this. Yeah. And so that's so cool that you do that. I, I think that is really going to impact those kids, and, and uh, they'll definitely remember it. No, I have. All these years later, I still. Oh, that's funny. I, I remember that support between her and you know, really cool family. My parents, my brothers and sisters are always wow. behind me. And, you know, it's just one of those things where they're like, "Yeah, this is this is what you're gonna do. You're you got this." And so I just believed it. That's awesome. And that that helped incredibly. That is awesome. So then, my next question I wanted to ask you: Who are some artists or animators that you're inspired by? Uh, this is. This is a good question, and and I'm gonna probably do a cop out answer, but my my biggest inspiration are people that um, that that produce art, um, and and you know I'll go on Facebook or Instagram or Pinterest, and and I'll see these people that are just drawing all the time, or or animating, or and those those people are the ones that inspire me. Um, I don't know if I have a favorite artist as much as I am just like, you know, the, those people that, that continually do it, you know, whether, whether they're great or okay. Um, there's always inspiration I'm pulling out of, out of things. In fact, um, I don't know if I know any bad artists. I just, you know, I know people that are trying and, and it's funny because even like the people that are considered not as good, they inspire me. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it's, it's, it's cool. And, you know, again, probably a cop-out answer, but <laughs> that's, you know, I, I watch, you know, I watch my kids draw. My, I have mm-hmm. some really good, talented, you know, children that, well, they're they're a little getting a little older now, but they're, they're just amazing. You know, I, and they all have different styles, too. My, mm-hmm. my two daughters, I have one that's just very, very, uh, you know, more on the comic book, you know, maybe cartoony style. Uh, and then I have another one that just does these really magnificent paintings of mm. of just things, you know, just regular things and makes them look really cool. And then I've got a son that, you know, every every time he picks up a pencil, he, he, he's just impressing me. I'm like, wow, oh. Bob, you drew that. And so, um, but they're all different, and it's and it's all one of those things where I'm like, I want to do that, and I don't want to mm. copy them, but at the same time, I'm like, oh, you're inspiring me. But but yeah, that you know. Sorry, no, that's a lot longer than it needed to be. (laughs) No, it's true. I find that it's like when you're around the kind of behavior, positive behavior, and it it kind of rubs off on you because I had kind of backed away from drawing for a while. And when I got into the high school classroom, my I have like five or six that are like compulsive drawers. They just draw all the time. And it's wonderful. Like, I don't I think it's just second nature to them. And I was like, man. I used to be like them. I was like that all the time. And so I started picking up my pencil nights and weekends. And I that's like what inspired me to start drawing my artwork for my stationary line. Because I was like, if they're doing it, they're in high school. Why am I not doing this? Because yeah. I enjoy 
I mean, I get such pleasure out of doing it. So their drawing habits really kind of transferred over to me. Just that that behavior. And I know probably most of their other teachers probably like, stop drawing during my lectures. But I like go right on. Keep up with the drawing. Excellent. And they, yeah. they come up with, you know, and I used to be this mindset. And, I, and I've changed it now because... I realized, like, you know, there's this mindset where, well, you're an art teacher, you've got to encourage them to draw, like, the artsy, artsy stuff, and, like, but the thing is, you know, yeah, they like Dragon Ball Z, so they're drawing that, um, they're drawing, you know, characters from their popular culture, and I go, like, but what I really want them to do is draw, so is the idea that, they're like, but you know, people will say, well, you're, they're breaking copyright. They're not learning to express themselves. They're just copying a stuff. But I'm like, well, when I started drawing, that's all I did. I just copied a lot of cartoons and I really enjoyed it. And I probably wouldn't have kept drawing if people said, you can never copy a cartoon character. You can never copy yeah. somebody else's. And then at the same token, I go like, well, when I was in art school, they'd say, well, go copy the masters. Well, they're just different masters to me. Yeah, exactly. You know, I go, what's the difference? Oh, well, well, yeah, they're, they're still using colored lines and shapes, and they've adapted, you know. I, I tell these kids, look at, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. And I think also I like the fact that I've seen so much, like you said, Instagram and some of those avenues where you see fan art, and, like, these companies are going to these artists. They're like, we love what you did with this fan art. Um, yeah. We want you to go ahead and replicate it for our TV show. I can't remember the guy off of Instagram, but he was doing these um, artwork of um, Stranger Things characters, but he was doing them as, like, 16-bit pixel arts. And oh, then wow, yeah. they asked him, they were like, we love this. Go ahead and do this for season two. And he did the intro art for it. And he was just doing fan art. I was like, he was doing that on the side, just something he loved, Stranger Things. He's like, let me create some artwork. And I saw one other girl, um, she did historically accurate Disney princesses with costume and everything. Disney, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, Disney went to her and be like, we want that. We want you to help work on, you know, keep doing it. And it's promoting our product. We love it. Let's have you work for us. So I, I tell kids, like, the idea that, you know, you're not allowed to I just think that's so wrong because every day all I want them to do is draw and I want them to keep exploring their art so being so rigid and being like you have to be artsy fartsy or it's not any good I'm like maybe that's not what their intention of art it should be broader than that yeah yeah well that's yeah that's that's I totally agree with you 100% that's um and not only that but as um they get in you know as they go to different companies for the most part they're going to be they're going to be doing a lot of copying they're going to say hey we've got this franchise we're going to make this video game about it or this tv show or but but you have to stick to this style and it's and it's good for them to pick that up so if they can copy you know whatever's popular and mimic that style that helps them a lot i mean granted it's good to have your own style and, and and to do your own thing as well but but yeah, I think most of the work that I do is like say, hey, replicate this in 3D. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So I wanted to ask, um, is there anything you, you know, you're working full time, you're freelancing still. Is yeah. there anything you do to stay motivated as far as with like personal art projects or personal things that you kind of want to work on on the side? Um, I, 
I haven't been lately just because I've been so busy, but when I'm not, um, you know, I like to, I like, I have a note, a couple of art, art books that I, I'll pull out from time to time or sketchbooks, I should say, excuse me. And then, uh, I'll start, you know, doodling or, or, you know, a lot of times, you know, if I have downtime or, or it's quiet, you know, I like to just, you know, doodle when I can, or I'll get on the computer and I've got, I've just got this library of, of characters that I've, <laughs> I've worked on, started, haven't finished. Some of them I have finished, and I'll be like, oh, let's animate this guy. And, and so um, uh, from time to time, I'll, you know, that's, that's what I do to stay uh, motivated. And I also do that so that I can kind of make sure that, one, my skills are staying sharp, and two, you know, to, to learn something. You know, uh, for example, like I, I mentioned, I want to learn ZBrush. So um, one of the things I wanted to do was to build a character and, and you know, go through the whole rigging and animation process and see, you know, how I need to adapt to, to working in that new program and, you know, the differences in my end, just, you know, so that I can be more versatile when, you know, a company calls and says, Hey, we need this in ZBrush or we need this in Maya. I can, you know, hopefully be able to help them. <clears throat> so you're constantly adapting and learning and keeping your skills up to date. I try, yeah, I try. It's, it's. There's a lot out there, and there's just, there's more and more. But you know, I, I try to, uh, I try not to get overwhelmed because you know you hear, oh, you know, they've got ZBrush, they've got Mudbox, they've got, you know, Three Studio Max, they've got Maya, they, you know, there's all these programs out there, and 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 it's tempting to try and learn all of them. Yeah. And I, you know, I've had to really over the years kind of just okay, focus on Maya. And once you get, you're comfortable with that, then. Yeah. And move on and as you can tell it's been many many years and i'm still not completely comfortable i mean I, I i can use my and i you know i i you know i know enough to get myself in trouble but it, but there's still so much more that i have to learn with it so i i just keep learning that one and then you know hopefully i'll be able to move on to others soon but that, that's it well your work is amazing my, i thought it was amazing my kids love my students loved it um thank you I was going to ask, is it possible to discuss, like, what you're currently working on since you're doing your freelancing? And I didn't know if you were allowed to discuss any current projects. Um, <clears throat> most of the ones that I'm working on, I, I do have, I'm under a non-disclosure agreement. But um, we just wrapped up uh, a VR experience Ooh. slash game um, that's called The Wrath. And I did this working with Red Games, and it's very cool. It's it's oh. one of the, it's a four player game, so you'd have four people playing at the same time, and oh. and you're working together to uh, kill aliens and and uh, save save your uh, redneck community. <laughs> um, but it is uh, uh, unfortunately right now it's 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 only available in uh, at at a VR park in Dubai. Oh, wow. And so I, don't, I, I know that there's talks about trying to get it here in, in the United States, but <laughs> not at this time. So um, right now, the only way you can play it is is if you go to Dubai or, oh, wow. um, you know, we'll, we'll, every now and then we'll get some, like, friends or family to come and, and test it over at our studio. But um, wow. uh, it's fun. I, I love playing it. I'm, I'm one of those people that whenever they say, hey, we need somebody to help test it, I raise my hand. Yes, please. No, I hear you. Yeah. I hear you. And uh, I'm, I'm, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun, but but I think that's the only one that I can mention right now, just because it's it's the one that's been released. So um, if it ever comes to the United States, I'll make sure to plaster it all over Facebook. And yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, it just fascinates me, the direction I, I keep telling my kids, they think I'm, like, crazy, because I told them, I remember when modems made that horrible noises, I remember when it was dial-up, they laugh at me, but I go, like, now you guys are in this great new frontier of, like, AR, VR, yeah. I go, like, think about, and they, once again, I think they, I don't know if they're just humoring, maybe they're listening, I don't know, but I think, like, what if they could have AR instead of those goggles on your face? What if it was like in a contact lens? What if you were like, it was yeah. so seamless and it was a part of integrated in your life, you know, like that might be you guys in like 10 years, you know, you guys got to think about how you can get in on that because I bet you it's going to be going to be big because I showed them some videos off of YouTube yeah. and um, some AR stuff and they were like, oh, that's pretty cool. I said, well, well you know, look into that. Try to figure out how, how they do that and stuff. So, yeah. Know. Well, before I, I, I went to Red Games, I worked at a company called Cast AR. And uh, they, that's what they were working on, is you have the little bit, the glasses, and they had this little mat that, that had reflective stuff on it. And, uh, I'm not sure how much, you know, I, I know about it. But, but basically, um, it, would, it would bring these games out of, of the ground. You're the, oh. the mat and uh into this 3d environment and it was it was cool and so yeah they're they're, they're working on it now unfortunately cast they are uh went out of business but um the tech that they're doing i know magic leap is doing some really cool stuff and they're, and that's with the glasses where you you know you're you've got that ar you know where you're you're seeing 3d in the real world and you know for us in, in vr with what we were doing it's just completely all of it's it's fake and uh, with the AR, it's cool because you've yeah. got that, um, you know, combination of real and fake. And so it's it's a lot of fun. I, I really like this industry. Um, it's very exciting. It's it's new and, and um, <clears throat> it's it's kind of fun to, to be a part of, you know, seeing all this new stuff and, and, and testing it and trying it out. Um, hope to do a lot more because uh, I hope it doesn't go away. I know mm. it's it's something that's hard. It's been hard to catch on because it's it's a, it's been on the expensive side right now, mm. and so it's it, you know it's probably going to take a little bit. But I hope to be doing this for a while. It's it's a lot of fun. That's awesome. Well, thank you for sharing that um, what you're working on. And my next question is: um, Is there any favorite places that you enjoy seeing art? Um, yeah, probably like what I said earlier, like Facebook, Instagram, mm -hmm. uh, Pinterest, uh, uh, a couple other places. Um, oh, what was, what's it called? Um, it's that place where everybody posts, oh, I'm going to kick myself for not remembering this. It's, it's a lot of 3D artists will post their art there. Okay. Um, and you can actually view it in 3D, which is, oh. which is cool uh, with a lot of their stuff. And I can't, uh kicking myself for not remembering this. I'm sure all my buddies, anybody that knows me that's listening to this is yelling it right now. And, uh -huh. It's this. You nerd. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you could email me that the link or the site for it, then I'll post it in the description box for this podcast okay. when I push it out. So, yeah, because I know my kids would love to see that, and I would, I would love to see it as well. I, I'm looking it up right now. Okay. I know I'm going to. Okay. Because all my friends post uh, their their resume stuff on there, oh. and my internet is just dying. What? Why is it not working? 
Why my internet's not working. Oh. I mean, I'm talking to you, right? That's yeah, working. yeah. It, that part's working. I'm getting audio. Everything's looking good. So, not huh. wood. Yeah. That is so weird. Oh, there we go. There we go. Art station. Yes, I go to that. Yeah, artstation.com. Okay. Uh, I'm so okay. Yeah, that. And so what's cool with that is, if, especially with 3D artists, uh, you can you can post a bunch of uh, renders of oh, your your models or okay. animations, and then um, they also have a tool that allows you to import those um, animations and models and, and textures, and you can view that in 3D. It's very cool. Okay. And uh, so I, I love to, to check out st stuff there, especially from a lot of the guys that I work with. I mean, I, I work oh. with some incredibly, amazingly talented people. And, and uh, so, you know, again, you know, once they're, they're, they're producing art, I, I'm all over it. I, I love, especially when you know somebody, you're like, I know that guy. Oh, yeah. I mean, and I will check that out, and I'm going to mention that to my students. They will love that. Yeah, uh, very cool. My next question, what is the most indispensable item in your studio that you can't live without? Well, um, normally I'd say my computer because that's pretty much where I do everything. But um, it's probably going to have to say my son. I, my son's my little buddy. Aww. And um, if I'm working down here, he's not he's not down here now because he knows I'm doing, the, doing this interview. But he, uh, <laughs> if he knows I'm down here, he's down here with me. And, you know, I, I, I don't realize how much I need him until he's gone, you know, and he'll be gone. I'm like, where's my buddy? And then, <laughs> it's, it's like a comfort to have him here. But yeah. he's, he is just, he's just the most amazing little kid ever. And, and uh, um, yeah, I, I'd have to say that, you know, then, then, you know, close second, my computer, which, you know, I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't work yeah. without. I know. And I agree with the little buddy thing. I, my son, I have been using him as free art direction i'll be working on something and i'll be like um come over here i need a second pair of eyes can you come look at this because like what do you uh, think about this and he'll it's it's interesting because i don't know that he necessarily gets it from me but he's very opinionated and directed and he'll be like we need to fix this this and that i was like oh you're right let me do that let me erase this let me do that i was working on a a baby like pig or something oh yeah it was this little baby pig i was drawing and he's like Dude, that looks like an old pig you need to like. And I was like, oh, you're right. Just erase this, this, and this. And I erased it. I was like, oh, you're right. It looks so much better. And then he made another comment. And he's like, you need to fix that. And I was like, oh, man, I better listen to him. He's been right about everything. But it's just so nice to have somebody else who's kind of, you know, I, I would say he doesn't draw as much as I do. He does like doing, like, some Photoshop and stuff like that. But... Just to have somebody when you were working in your studio by yourself that you'd be like, "Am I just crazy? Does this? I just need to have somebody to say something." So that's yeah, been really nice. Yeah, I, I agree. Now, my last question, and I stole this off of um, a podcast called "The School of Greatness." I really like this guy. He he was like an athlete, and a, he's uh, retired from that, and he's a motivational speaker, Lewis Howies, but he always asks every single one of his guests on his podcast the same question, and I, I think it's just a really great question, so I always ask it at the end of mine. Um, at the end of your life, you've made, made all the art that you've wanted, and you've lived a full life. 
If there could be nothing left behind of your existence but a note you've written with three final truths, what would those truths be? Wow. Um, well, uh, I guess for me, first and foremost would be that I think family is incredibly important. And, you know, for me, it's, I, I have an amazing family. I've got uh, just probably the most supportive and patient wife that you can imagine. Um, three amazing kids. I've got my, my parents who have just completely supported me and been behind me for my whole life. And, and, and this is, for as fun as this industry is, it's not easy. <laughs> There's definitely some hard times and, um, you know, they, they've been there to support me the whole time, you know, as well as my wife and, and my kids and, and my, my brothers and sisters. And, you know, I've got some amazing brothers and sisters with, and their families and their, you know, my nephews and, and nieces, just amazing. We, uh, you know, I'm fortunate to, to be able to get to hang out with my family every couple of weeks mm. and, and, uh, you know, some of the best, you know, some of the best people that I know. And so, you know, family, that would be number one. Mm -hmm. Family's, family's super important. Um, my second truth would probably be, especially for the art industry, is that, uh, um, you know, like I said, it's, it's not easy. And I, I talk to so many uh, young kids that, um, you know, for anywhere from, elementary school to, to college that, that want to be in this industry. And, um, you know, it's one of those things that if, if you want it, you got to have passion and you've got to be motivated because there's so many, you know, it's like the people are, I'm going to be a famous actor, but I'm just going to wait until somebody discovers me. Mm. <laughs> and, and it's just not that way. You have to, you have to work and, and, you know, sometimes you have to start at the bottom and, and that's hard for, for a lot of people sometimes. I see that, you know, where, you know, they get in and like, I'm going to animate all these characters and they're going to be so cool. And they're like, no, no, you're going you're gonna to animate rocks and, and, and you know, for, for the next couple of months <laughs> or, or this bush or, you know, and or, you know, or something just mundane. And they're like, well, I, I should be animating characters. I should be, you know, leading up this project. And, and, and you know, it's it. You gotta, you gotta take your punches and you gotta pay your dues and and uh, once you do that, you know you, you know once you once you find your passion in that. In fact, if you can find your passion in doing the mundane stuff, then it'll only get better. And and I see, you know, I see these some young kids come in and they're they're just excited just to be there. You know, it's like, mm -hmm. hey, your your first duty is to sweep the floor, and they're like, yes. This yeah. is awesome, you know. They grab that broom and they're sweeping up, you know. Yeah. Um, I, I, that's never happened, but, <laughs> but 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 I see, you know, I see yeah. these, you know, some some of these kids that come in and they're and they're like that. They're yeah. they're just they're just happy to be there and they're happy yeah. to contribute. And those are the ones that are successful. Those yeah. every single time, those are the ones that I see progressing and advancing because they're happy with what they do. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, so my third truth would be uh, that uh, let's see, happiness equals success. Mm -hmm. And and to explain that, I mean you can be successful and not be happy, but if you're happy, then you're successful. And 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 I, you know, just relating to 
this to whatever you do. Um, if you're half, you know, going back to what I said with the, you know, get excited about animating rocks. Um, if you're happy doing what you what you're doing, then you'll always be successful. And and that's kind of what I've tried to do um, throughout my career. Is you know I, and and for me it's 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 cool. You know I I can be working on something a video game that you know nobody will remember in a few years or or hardly anybody will play. But if I'm excited about it, then then that's all that matters to me. Yeah. And and if I'm having fun doing it, and if I'm enjoying it, and that's what I try to always have fun with everything that I do. And and I think it kind of bugs a lot of people that I work with because I get a little too excited, especially my wife. You know, I'm, I'm always <laughs> bouncing off the walls. Look what I'm doing. And she, you know, she's just like, okay, okay, you, you go back to work and have fun. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, you know, once you're once you're happy with what you're doing, I I find that you know success just comes naturally after that. You people want to work with you when you're excited to work, you know, on things, and people want to be around you, and and uh, not not that people want to be around me, but I just I I find that you know once you know if I've got a more positive attitude, then that then that helps, and and so. Uh, I don't know if that was great, but yeah, those, I think, would probably be my three truths. That's awesome. I really appreciate you sharing that, and it's kind of interesting because I, you know, talk to these different artists, and, you know, they they say it differently, but they do find some, there's some similarities in those truths that they have, and they, you know, so I just, I appreciate you sharing all of your knowledge, your, just your life as an artist. I think it's very inspirational, and I, I just, it keeps me motivated. And maybe my little, like, 3D modeling of a cup, I'm going to build up to something else, and I'm going to keep working at it. And um, I just, yeah, just that enjoyment about it and staying happy. So I thank you so much for being on this podcast. Well, thank you. This was, this was a lot of fun. I, I, was, I was nervous, but, um, yeah, you made this a lot of fun. Thank you. <laughs> oh, well, I'm glad. And hopefully, and I'll... Um, I'll also provide some links and the information that you said about the uh, the site for other people who oh. might be interested. So, um, but cool. um, thank you so much. And this was my creative life. Thank you for listening.